Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't the best sport and I'll even wish you good luck Only thing I will Good evening, welcome into Lombardi's Legends Podcast I am Wags and joining me as always is Dane And tonight we get to do a preview of week two of two one and all teams, the Green Bay Packers are traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. And, uh, this is going to be a fun one to get into. So folks, as always, as you're jumping in here, we are live streaming on, uh, Twitter, uh, X, Facebook, YouTube, and on Instagram. So if you have any thoughts on the Packers versus Falcons mashup here, Throw them in the chat. Just uh, any questions on this matchup, uh, on the game, or the Packers in general, throw them in the chat uh, in any of those locations. We'll be happy to get through them throughout the show. Of course, we are brought to you this evening by our sponsor, Leap Spirits. Um, so if you need to stock up for the weekend, now's a good time to head to Festival Foods or uh, that grocery store near you that stocks Leap Spirits and, and get after it. So, Dane... How are you doing this evening as you uh, get going here on Instagram? How are you doing tonight? Wags, I'm so good, man. Good to see you, brother. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good tonight. Uh, it's a beautiful Thursday. We don't get a lot more of these beautiful Thursdays in Wisconsin. So, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a great night. Packers are 1-0, as you mentioned. And uh, it's just going to be – it's fun. It's, it's been fun this week kind of seeing some of the fallout from this uh, Packer uh, victory against the Chicago Bears. And you got to turn around NFL games, man. You turn around, you got to play right away again. So the Packers are playing down in Atlanta. Uh, and, um, you know, it's going to be a heck of a game. I'm looking forward to breaking it down with you. And, um, and uh, you know, right away, Wags, I mean, do you want to touch offense? Do you want to touch defense to start here? Because Atlanta's got a little bit of troublemakers for both sides, I think, for us. Yeah, before we do that, maybe we should just uh, touch on the injury part. Is that there'll be yeah. a few, few key things that we'll be watching for as we record this on a Thursday evening. Um, injury report uh, has been pretty consistent so far this week, but a, a couple key injuries for the Packers in particular. The Falcons seem to be getting healthier, whereas the Packers, uh, there's some some questions in the air. I I, I think first of all. Um, Aaron Jones and Christian Watson were not practicing at all, uh, either Wednesday or Thursday, although both were there, uh, in the rehab, uh, for Christian Watson and, um, Aaron Jones was on the field, um, it, it, with the helmet on, but did not participate in the practice session. So, uh, Dane, I think those are going to be two obvious guys that we're going to have to watch very closely on an injury front, uh, particularly uh, in the last uh, practice of the week tomorrow, if they're participating at all. Now, Aaron Jones did say that he felt that he could have gone back out there to play on Sunday if he needed to. But sometimes with these soft tissue injuries, it, it, not necessarily right in the moment. And you go home and you can start to feel a little bit more sore. So um, I don't know what your concern level is for Aaron Jones. If you think they're just resting him as much as possible, this week, uh, a la kind of the plan with David Bakhtiari, um, or if there's a real possibility that we might be going out there this Sunday without Aaron Jones on the field. I, I mean, anytime he's questionable on a Thursday, um, it makes me a little bit nervous, right? I, I think that Aaron Jones is very much the engine for this Packers offense. He's all reliable for this team. He's somebody that's done it for so long, and we saw it last week. I don't think the Packers beat the Chicago Bears last week, certainly not the way that they did without Aaron Jones's contribution. Uh, he, he elevates his teammates. He elevates the team, and um, maybe as importantly as anything, he's just pretty damn explosive. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly, uh, concerned about the Aaron Jones injury. I'm hoping that he's able to, to, um, get a little bit of light work on Friday. And, uh, you know, he's played enough NFL games that I don't think Aaron has to practice a ton, uh, in the, in the middle of the week for, for him to be hitting on all cylinders on a Sunday. Um, Christian Watson wags, um, you know, we got to see Christian get back out there sooner rather than later. Um, we saw how good this offense could be without Christian Watson. I'd love to see how good they can be with Christian Watson, especially against this Atlanta Falcons uh, defense. So, um, you know, I'm, I, 
I'm sounding the alarm at like a six right now um, for for Aaron Jones. I'm probably at like a seven or an eight for uh, Christian Watson. Um, but um, I'm hopeful that um, at least one of the two get back. And I, I I will say though, I think it's more likely Aaron Jones comes out and plays uh, on Sunday than Christian Watson. I have a feeling Christian Watson is going to be out another week, and we get him um, maybe back week three, week four. And the reason I say that we don't have inside information on this, I just have a feeling that. Um, especially with that hamstring of Watson's, they want to make sure that he doesn't re-aggravate it, and then he's gone for a very significant portion of time. I think it's probably closer to a two-week injury for Christian Watson. He comes back week three, but if I had to project, Aaron Jones is back this week. Yeah, last year I believe he missed the first three weeks, and maybe more significant um, by all accounts. I think there was more concern level of the hamstring, and he missed a big chunk of camp uh, last year. Uh, so I think Watson missed the first three weeks with the hamstring, if I remember correctly. Uh, certainly at the beginning of the week, there seemed to be more optimism from Christian himself that he might be able to play this week. Uh, but I tend to agree with you. I think Aaron Jones also is a guy that, uh, because he was able to play last week and uh, is a veteran, and I just I see him as someone that, could miss practice and jump in there and play on Sunday. Christian, with the type of injury he had and, and not getting to play last week, um, I, I think he's going to need a ramp-up period, even if he's cleared to return a limited uh, fashion tomorrow. I would be pretty surprised if he's out there at this point. The fact that he didn't practice today, I think today was the key day. Um, if he's not practicing, since he didn't practice today, I'd actually be more surprised if he plays Sunday uh, than if he, um, than if he doesn't. So I think it'll be another week without Christian Watson and, uh, Aaron Jones. It's a flip of the coin. Uh, nobody knows exactly except for Aaron Jones and probably a few, few, few key people in his inner circle, uh, how serious, uh, that hamstring is or if it's just, uh, an abundance of caution that they're giving him some additional rest here or if this is really trending more towards uh, giving him this week off and, and hopefully with a, a week three return. So, Dane, with that said, I think we should go into the Packers. Let's start with the Packers offense against this Falcon defense. Key matchups here uh, with the assumption that Aaron Jones and Christian Watson aren't going to play. And then what does this game plan look like? So, um, you know, first of all, for me, Dane, and, and I think the biggest matchup for is going to be um, what the Packers are going to be able to do running the ball without Aaron Jones if he's unable to go. And uh, this is a Falcons defense that's very aggressive. Um, Their front seven, they like to shoot gaps, um, uh, both in run and pass situations. Um, They pursue hard. Uh, So this run game struggled a little bit last week, uh, I would say. Um, Not just uh, A.J. Dillon, uh, Aaron Jones, had some big plays, certainly, but they didn't give him a lot of carries in the run game. Um, so this is a week that you really need to be able to have some cutback um, to be able to beat an, uh, an aggressive defense like Atlanta. And uh, so uh, A.J. Dillon, he's going to have to show more burst, more decisiveness um, this week in, in his role. And then maybe we'll see a little bit more Emmanuel Wilson, uh, Dane, if, if he has an opportunity to be active this week. Do you think there's a chance that he might get a, a good chunk of carries uh, this week uh, in in the run game? We saw some of his cutback ability in the preseason. How well does that translate? He might be the better matchup this week in the run game as as maybe the lead guy. Uh, but the, the fact of the matter is, is uh, we got to get better blocking from our offensive line up front uh, in that run game. They did an amazing job of pass protection last week against Chicago but I think we need to make sure that uh, they're getting the right reads uh, and that uh, they're able to uh, get some nice cutback lanes uh, for whoever is carrying the ball this week. Um, so what are your thoughts uh, in looking at the key matchups here uh, in the running game against Atlanta? Well, it's it's a good point, Wags. I mean, everything you said is spot on. And, and this, this does set up to potentially be a huge opportunity for Emmanuel Wilson, um, you know, who just, what, five weeks ago, was a guy who maybe, um, you know, wasn't making this roster. All of a sudden he had an incredible preseason, earned the job, um, was inactive last week and the Packers called up Patrick Taylor. Patrick, such a, such a stud on special teams. Um, but you know, between the tackles, outside the tackles, I think 
the um, upside of Emmanuel Wilson is absolutely huge. And this is a, a league where running back more than any other position, I don't have to tell anybody listening, um, you know, stars are made very quickly in this league uh, at running back. And it doesn't matter where you're drafted. It matters how you produce. So could be a potentially huge opportunity for, for, um, for Emmanuel Wilson there. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, you know, Looking at AJ Dillon and, 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 you know, what, what he's done for this Packer offense, um, he, he is a good running back, but he's somebody that, um, I'm not sure he's the guy, right? In, in this offense, especially, um, after what we saw last season and, and going into this year. And the fact that the team is starting the year with three running backs on the active roster says an awful lot to me as well. So, um, you know, I think Emmanuel Wilson probably gets a fair amount of run. Um, but, it, it really is going to come down as much to the uh, the running back. It's going to come down to this offensive line. And the guy that I'm circling for the Atlanta Falcons is Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett uh, on the inside there, uh, playing kind of that edge, that that um, right defensive end spot for them. But um, he's an absolutely dominating force. And this is going to be a huge matchup, I think, for the Packers' interior offensive line. Um, you know, uh, across the board last week, the pass protection I thought was pretty good. As you mentioned, um, running the ball, there were some things to be desired. But um, the guy who kind of stood out that I thought had kind of a, a rough game for the Packers in, in, in the inside was Josh Myers. Um, I, you know, Josh Myers is just an up and down guy for this Packers offense, the center. And um, this is a huge week. I'm circling it right away. Um, you know, Grady Jarrett is a difference maker. He's a wrecking ball for this Atlanta defense. Um, they go as far as he really pulls them, I think, when you look up and down the roster. He's a guy that can dictate the line of scrimmage. He's a guy that can blow things up in the pass game and the run game. Um, so, you know, I'm looking at Josh Myers. I'm looking at kind of that inside guard spot of the John Runyon Jr. of the world, potentially Zach Tom as well. Um, but, but really, really it's, it's Myers and, and a little bit of Runyon. Um, you know, can they handle Grady Jarrett? Can they push him around? Can they get him off of his mark? And if the Packers can run the ball, I have a ton of confidence in Jordan in this offense. Whether Christian Watson's out there or not, I think that we can pass the ball against this Atlanta defense. However, if we're having trouble running the ball on the road early and we get into some third and longs, I'm very, very concerned of how this game goes. And, and what, and what I'll tell you, I don't know if Atlanta's a very good football team. It's, it's an early in the season thing. We're not sure where they're at. They had a nice win last week, but what I do know is that some of the things that they do pretty well are the things that historically the Packers don't do very well on. And one of them is, um, you know, that they're really good at stuffing the run and they're a very, very aggressive defense. So, um, so I, I circle Greg Jarrett. There's other guys. Bates last week from Cincinnati, the safety had three turnovers on his own for Atlanta. He's a ball hawk. That's not going to happen every week, but he's a guy out there. But again, if the Packers can run the ball early and, and kind of wear down this Atlanta defense, I feel really good about it, but it comes down to our center position and our guard position. If they play strong and play better, frankly, in the run game, uh, as opposed to last week, I think we have a really good shot. But circle that matchup early and often, I think, comes Sunday. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, just watching the tape against the Panthers, uh, who I don't think are a very good football team either. Uh, but, um, you know, the Falcons didn't really get a lot of pressure on Bryce Young in, in that football game when they were in passing situations. So um, we know what Jordan Love was able to do with that protection last week in those key third down situations. That said, against a, 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 an aggressive defense, I would not be surprised if they try to send extra guys knowing that uh, this is a, a, an offensive line that they're probably going to have a hard time beating, just sending four. Maybe in certain down and distance situations, they'll just try to disguise more and play more coverage um, and see if they can confuse uh, Jordan Love. And, and especially if he's down Watson, um, we don't know uh, with, with Aaron Jones. That's, those are two huge threats in the past game. So uh, it makes it a little bit harder, I think, for um, Jordan to go through all of his progressions. But I think another key matchup is Luke Musgrave. I, I'm interested to see if this is a week that he might get a few more targets in the past game. I think he graded out very well last week in his first NFL start. Um, and that was one area that those uh, over-pursuing over, over pursuing linebackers at the second level 
um, for Atlanta. And by the way, one of them, uh, Troy Anderson, is in the concussion protocol. So kind of a similar situation as Quay Walker with the Packers. Um, so we'll see if he's able to play. But Troy Anderson, number 44 for the Falcons, Caden Ellis, number 55. Um, one of the things I was seeing an awful lot is their first steps are always towards the line of scrimmage. Now, that's great if you're in a run play. Um, and they take some chances and they're able to be disruptive in certain situations when they make the right calculated uh, reads and the right calculated risk and they're shooting those gaps. But sometimes they're, ma- they're making decisions and they're not the right uh, calculated risk and the right calculated reads. Uh, and that's where those cutbacks in the run game come into play. Uh, but also in the pass game, uh, that's where Luke Musgrave could really be disruptive because Atlanta, you mentioned Jesse Bates, their safeties, they really like to play deep and break on the football. So um, I think think with, what they're going to want to do, Jordan Love, it's going to be incumbent on him with uh, with Musgrave, maybe with DeGuara, um, and, and even with Kraft if he gets in there and, and gets some opportunities, is he's got to get the, the ball to those guys early. Um, they, they can't wait. He can't hold on to the ball too late throwing it over the middle, or those safeties can break on the ball in a hurry. Uh, They're going to be deeper, and they're going to try to bait Jordan into those throws. But if Jordan is able to deliver quickly on some of those play action, if they can get some of the run game going, um, I think that they could really feast over the middle. Hayden Hurst is not a great tight end in this league, uh, but he was able to uh, lead the Panthers in targets and receptions in week one. Um, now I know they don't have much of a wide receiver core either, but we're not talking about the Panthers right now. We're talking about the Packers. So, um, I think that's another key matchup. Uh, that said, if they're not disciplined in, um, in where they settle down, uh, into some of those soft spots, uh, then those safeties could be really disruptive. Uh, so it's all about rhythm and timing and Jordan getting the read, moving through his progression and delivering the football. Um, before those safeties can make a break. Um, and I think they can really cause some, some complications for Atlanta in that soft spot in the middle of the defense. I, I think this is going to be another big week for Jaden Reed. Um, if he's able to be disruptive in some of those crossing routes, we talked about that last week. He didn't have a ton of receptions, uh, but in the opportunities he had uh, on those routes, he really cashed in. So I, I, I think without Christian Watson, we're going to see a lot of those same things. Um, it will be interesting to see, though, how Atlanta wants to attack Jordan Love in those passing situations. I don't think they're going to want to do what the Bears did um, and try to see if they can win with four. That's not going to work against this Packers offensive line uh, in most matchups in, in week to week. And I don't think Atlanta is, is going to be winning those matchups and passing situations. So it's going to be interesting to see how the offensive line deals with some of those stunts and pressures and how Jordan himself is able to make those reads quickly move through the progression and not get baited into uh, some of those throws that, you know, those uh, corners and safeties on Atlanta are going to be working on hoping Jordan does. They'll be able to break if Jordan makes a decision too quickly and doesn't have his eyes uh, moving around in his progressions, uh, they could make him pay for that. So it's going to be really, really critical uh, that they're working up front, both rhythm, timing, and Jordan is able to move through his progressions if they do bring more pressure up front. How big of a deal do you think it is um, some of these younger wide receivers? Because, you know, something that we saw in training camp, and it's not the same defense. I don't want to um, masquerade and pretend it is, but the, the Patriots, especially in kind of some of our joint practices that we saw. And then in the preseason game, um, they, they gave Jordan, I thought fits, especially in some of the, the, some of the uh, pra- joint practices with very, very aggressive defense. It's not quite the same defensive scheme, but it's similar enough that I think it's, you know, it's there, right? And um, we saw last week, I think some of these wide receivers for the pack, these young guys had trouble getting open in certain spots. So, um, I mean, we talk about Jordan Love, but how, Wags, how important is it that, you know, somebody like Samari Torrey, right? Or, or somebody, I, you, you mentioned Jaden Reed, but even like uh, a Tavian, a Tavian Wicks, right? Or, or Malik Heath, if, 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 um, if Watson's not able to go, we're going to have some young guys again. They're going to have to fight off that line of scrimmage. They're going to have to battle. And it's, I just, Atlanta plays these corners up front. They punch you in the mouth a little bit and these receivers are going to have to shed. So how important is it for some of these young wide receivers? This might be a welcome to the NFL moment too, because Jordan can, you know, make all the reads in the world, but if nobody's open, we're in a lot of trouble. 
yeah, I think that's a bad matchup for a couple of those guys that you mentioned, to be honest with you. Um, so what I, you know, talking about the injury, obviously Dobbs was able to go last week, but didn't get, I think, as many snaps as what he would get if he was fully healthy. Um, so he was on maybe a slight pitch count last week. It'll be interesting to see if they're able to get more snaps from Romeo Dobbs this week because he's that big physical receiver uh, that can maybe win some of those matchups. Uh, so I think it'll be really incumbent on him to be able to get out there and play as many snaps as, as he's like physically able to do um, and, and not risk further injury. Um, but I, I, I think to your question, Dane, um, one thing that might we might do with a Samari Toure is a, a skill that he's shown in the limited opportunities he's had in his first two seasons in the league is to get vertical. Um, so I think if we are able to show some different looks, he might be kind of that sneaky guy that's going to run a fly route um, and they shift the pocket a little bit and all of a sudden he's the forgotten man and he's and he's got the vertical route. Um, so I think that's where they could open things up a little bit. If they're able to connect on even just one vertical route with a Samari Toure, that can help a lot to alleviate some of the pressure and how Atlanta's court DBs are going to want to be baiting in, in trying to jump routes. Uh, Cause now they're going to have to be concerned about, Oh, wait a second. We've actually got 83 out here that, that can beat us over the top. So um, it, it is, and that's where you miss Christian Watson so much because um, it, it's going to be difficult to avoid situations where, Jordan's got to get rid of the football in a hurry. And, oh, by the way, that plays right into Atlanta's strengths as a secondary. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's not a great matchup uh, when you list the guys uh, that we have. All respect to them. I, I, you know, uh, it's at the point that they're at in their career. We're talking yeah. on a fifth, what, a fifth round uh, young man and an undrafted wide receiver, right? And they're yeah. both coming in. I think they can both be good players, but, like, shoot, it's week two and – we're throwing them into the fire a little bit. Right. And, and you don't have your number one receiver and you don't have your, the best offensive player on the team, uh, potentially with Watson and, 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 uh, Jones. So that's, that's a tough situation to try to put all of a sudden Atlanta's top couple of, of corners are, are able to slide over and, and you're matched up against the guy that you wouldn't normally be in, in most situations. So, um, but that said, uh, they'll be given opportunities, clearly, Dane. Is, is there anyone else, um, Dane, that you're looking at that might be able to step up or have a, a bigger opportunity? I, I, I talked about Musgrave. Either of our other two tight ends, do you think maybe could be someone that could sneakily get involved or are they, are their roles pretty well defined at this point anyway, in terms of what you would expect from them, uh, particularly in the pass catching game? Well, it's, it's interesting. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't have the figures in front of me, but I think Sims, who we picked up after, um, you know, after the, the final cuts from Minnesota, I think he had more snaps than craft in, in week one playing for this offense, which I, you know, going into that game, I was wondering if Sims was even going to be up for the first game. And the fact that he was playing very, very meaningful real snaps for this Packers offense told me a lot. I think they must be fairly high on this young man. I mean, it's, it's another opportunity for somebody like a Josiah Aguara, right? And, and for a Tucker Craft. I mean, we've, we've got these guys that are up. Um, I'll be curious to see, though, um, you know, what is the game plan for this offense, especially if Jones and Christian Watson are down? I mean, if this backer offense can continue to move the ball the way they did or even close to the way they did against the Bears, against Atlanta, without really their two primary weapons going into this year, um, that's a tough road to hoe, especially if you're somebody like Jordan Love, who's just, you know, trying to get his sea legs, so to speak, under him in the NFL. So like, um, I don't know if I've got one guy that's, that's, that's really sticking out to me. I mean, it's an opportunity for every other guy in this offense, right? Every single position player to step up and make, and, and somebody's going to have to step up and make a play to win this game. AJ Dillon's going to have to have a really good game. If the backers are going to win, he's going to have to get his pads low. Mayo Wilson is probably going to get his number called, right? And he's going to have to find seams and move the ball. And then, um, Jordan Love's going to just have to find whoever the heck's open snap by snap. And, and I'm not saying it's some Herculean effort against this Atlanta team, because again, I don't know if Atlanta's very good, 
But when you're down a bunch of young guys that you're relying on early in the year, it's just, it's a tough, um, you know, thing to do on the road week two. So I don't know if I have a single guy. It's just, you know, the sum of all parts. Guys are going to have to step up in important moments. And, you know, in the third quarter, it might be a different guy than in the fourth quarter uh, to, to go out there and win the football game. Yeah. Um, Salt City Packers backers on Instagram asked how many of our uh, questionable guys will play. What do you guys think? So I think thanks for the question. I, I think we sort of alluded to and Dane, I, I'm saying I, I don't think we're going to see Christian Watson this week. Um, Aaron Jones is a, a coin flip. I, I think Aaron Jones will play if he, if I had to guess right now. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if, if they hold him out, uh, for this Sunday. And then, uh, Quay Walker is still technically in the concussion protocol, but it looks like he returned to practice today. So it seems he's trending in the right direction. So as long as he clears protocols, I would expect him to be out there on Sunday as well. So Quay's, Quay's uh, playing, I think. I, I think Quay's definitely playing. I think Aaron Jones limited, but playing and Christian Watson out. That's my theory. Yep. I think we're in agreement. So Dane, mm-hmm. anything else on offense uh, or any other key matchups that you're looking at here? Or should we? Flip over to the Packer defense against this Falcons offense. I mean, let's flip over to the defense and, and, you know, I, I, I look at the, the, what Atlanta wants to do and we're not Atlanta Falcons fans, right? I mean, it's week one. It's, we're going into week two, but they want to run the football. It's very obvious. That's what they want to do. Um, last week, um, they, they had their, their first round pick, uh, Bijan Robinson, who just balled out. He's a very, very talented young man. And then they've got, um, Algier, their, their backup running back, who I think rushed for a thousand yards last year for Atlanta. That's what they want to do. They don't want to throw the ball much. They want to run the football and, um, they, they want to beat you, um, between the tackles, outside the tackles. So this is a huge week for this Packers defensive line and for this Packers front seven, because I think if the Packers get the Atlanta, and it's every week, but especially against a team like this, if the Packers can stop the run, early and often against the Atlanta Falcons, and they force their young second-year quarterback to throw the football, um, Packers are going to have a ton of success. We saw last week the Packers have a, a great opportunity to rush the passer. They're very, very good at getting pressure, and I think that's going to be consistent this year. The question going into this game, and I said it at the top, was the Falcons do some things well that the Packers traditionally historically haven't done well. Packers have not been good against the run. This is a huge early test for this Packers front seven. Can you stop the run? They stop the run this week. I'm feeling a lot better because whether Atlanta's good or bad, they can run the football. They've got the guys. The offensive line's good enough, and they've got a very, very good stable of running backs there. Yeah, I mean, you look talk about the guys there, and 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 it looks like Cordell Patterson is trending to return back this week as well. So he may not get as many carries. Certainly, uh, Algier and Robinson are going to get the lion's share uh, at this point. But he's another, you know, um, jack of all trades guy. They can involve him in the pass game as well. So it's going to be interesting how they want to attack. Packers, if I'm the Falcons, it's it's run, run, run until the Packers show they can actually stop the run game. So um it's interesting. Um watching watching the game film from from last week for Atlanta, uh Desmond Ritter, um not terribly impressed with what I saw from him. Uh he all of his passing, he was efficient when you look at the numbers, fifteen for eighteen, but only eighteen passes, and Dane, it's all dink and dunk. Um, nine of those completions were to those running backs. Um, uh, Robinson had six receptions, uh, one of those for a nifty touchdown. Um, if, if folks, if you saw the highlights, um, and, and three more to Algiers. So he's not someone that even attempted to move the ball down the field, uh, in the passing game. Uh, so he's got all the weapons. You've got Drake London. You've got Kyle Pitts on paper. You think, okay, well, we've got to account for these guys, but you're absolutely right. If you're the Packers, uh, you are doing everything you can to make, uh, Desmond Ritter throw, throw and throw as much as possible. In fact, I dare say if the, pa- the number for me that I have in my mind is if Desmond Ritter attempts 25 or more passes in this game, I think that's kind of a good sign, uh, for this Packers in this matchup. Um, and he's not someone that necessarily is going to throw the ball uh, your way because of how careful and conservative he is. But if he's got to start taking some risk, if the Packers can get up ahead, up in this game and they're forcing the Falcons to into more third down situations where they're going to have to throw, 
um, all of a sudden that plays right into our hands. In fact, it's not just Desmond Ritter uh, that you're looking at. This this Falcons offensive line, honestly, I don't think is very good. Um, uh, their tackles, especially in, in McGarry, um, and I, I'm looking at their depth chart. I forgot the other uh, tackle. It's I'm long, sorry. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, or excuse it's, me, Matthews. Sorry, I'm, they, I'm thinking of different Matthews, offensive line families. It's, Matthews it's, it's, has uh, played. Uh, Jake Matthews has played a lot of football in this league, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I think McGarry, especially, uh, was really struggling uh, against Carolina last week. And with the way that the Packers defensive line and edge rushers were able to get after Justin Fields last week, um, there's a big difference between Justin Fields and Desmond Ritter. Neither of them are particularly adept at passing the ball, but Justin Fields, his, his, his size and strength and athleticism, his escapability and what he can do with his legs is a completely different animal. Now I'm not saying Desmond Ritter is immobile. Uh, he has the ability to move around, but he's not going to try to run the ball against you. That's not his game. Um, and so, and, and in fact, he does look like he struggles a little bit moving through progressions. Uh, and he, he gets, uh, he folds a little bit under pressure. So, um, it's, it's really critical that the Packers are able to swarm to the football. Um, I'll tell you what, both those packs, they, they just need a sliver of space. They'll break tackles and they can literally take anything to the house. And I don't necessarily think it's because this, this Falcons offensive line is creating these massive holes. They're getting really good blocking on the outside from the receivers. Um, so that helps. Um, and they're able to, to really be able to stretch. They bounce out outside and, and they can create space. They cut back and they create space. They break tackles. So it's really all about these running backs. You got to swarm, stay disciplined. Get them down, game tackle. Um, kind of like when we used to say when, whenever we were facing Adrian Peterson, uh, all those years. Um, I, you know, uh, I, I don't want to compare this young man to AP right off the bat, but this is a, he's just a, a special player. Um, and so you really have to force, uh, the Falcons into as many of these passing situations as you can. Cause I'll tell you what, I'm not too concerned as talented as, as London and Pitts may be. I just don't see um, Ritter uh, being able to consistently get them the ball in situations that's really going to hurt the Packers' defense. Uh, they might get a couple of catches here and there, but until they prove that they can really stretch the field and Ritter can deliver them the ball, um, I'm going to take my chances and I'm going to try to do what I can uh, to focus on this Falcons' run game. Yeah, and it's far be it from me, Wags, to... Um you know, criticize how the Atlanta Falcons build a team, but what they've done with some of their high picks, right, is they go out and they get these, these, um, position, skill position, quote unquote players, right? They, you, you mentioned, I mean, Kyle Pitts was a high, very, very high round pick, highly touted. London, very, very talented receiver, Vision Robinson, but, um, you know, you, you spend all that capital at those positions, but right now they're still struggling to find a guy who can get the ball. To those guys, um, consistently. Ritter, I think, was a third round pick last year. Um, I actually, and it's funny, their backup quarterback, we, we know him well because he played for, uh, Washington and Green Bay's played him a couple times, Taylor Heineke. And, and, um, you know, I, I would argue I'd be a little more nervous about Heineke right now than Ritter. And that's just, a, and, and, and it's not trashing the guy. It's just, I haven't seen what Ritter can do to get the ball outside. I don't know what Ritter can do to, um, you know, find, find the guy after probably his first, maybe his second read on that. So all of that being said is, um, you're spot on and it comes down to tackling. I really believe this Packer defense right now will be in the right position to make a play. We saw last week, a lot of missed tackles. Some of that I'm going to chalk up to is early in the season, but this team, it's hard to bring down Robinson. It's hard to bring down Algier. Both of them are good. And, and don't sleep on Algier, by the way. He was really good for Atlanta last year. Um, so I, I think this Green Bay defense needs to be able to, you said it, right? Swarm. But um, when, when you got them one-on-one, you have to bring them down. Because if you do not bring them down uh, at any time, Bijan Robinson can take it to the house. We saw it in college. We saw it last week. This guy can fly. So I think it's critical for this Packers defense to play within their lanes, do their jobs, and, and, and really just play, try to play sound football. Try to, you know, less shoulder tackles, more wrap up tackles. I know it's going to be a challenge. And, and, and Robinson's going to get his. I just think it's inherent. He's going to get some of that. But uh, again, this is a huge opportunity this week for this Packers front seven to say, you know what? 
We're not the Packers defense of old. We can stop the run. We can dominate the line of scrimmage like we did against Chicago in week one. And I don't care how good the running backs are for Atlanta. If the Packers are consistently winning at the line of scrimmage, we can stop them, um, you know, early and often and force them into those passing downs. And again, they pass the ball a lot. You said it, 25 passes. I love that number. They pass it 25 times or more. Packers are winning this football game because I just don't see Ritter um, finding guys downfield consistently. And I think this pass rush will rattle him early and off. Yeah. And I mean, even if they aren't able to come up with some interceptions in this game, uh, if they're able to get to him, he's not the most secure with the football. He did, he did fumble. They were able to recover it, uh, in week one. Um, actually had two fumbles. So if both recovered. So I think if they're able to get around the corner, uh, you're going to have to have a lot of guys trying to swipe at the football as Ritter standing in the pocket. And those could be some additional opportunities, uh, strip sack opportunities as well. So the more, more times Ritter drops back to pass in this game, the better. Uh, that's not normally the formula in this, uh, today's, uh, NFL, but, um, for the second consecutive week, we're sitting here, Dane, saying we want the quarterback on the opposing team to have to pass as much as possible. So um, this will be another week where we're going to want to see that for sure. Um, okay, Dane, do you have any other um, key matchups here? I, I, we, we talk a lot about Atlanta. Anyone on the Packers that you want really want to highlight um, in, in terms of w- w- opportunity this week to, to really put a stamp and this isn't to give away your X factor no. pick, but I'm um, just thinking about when you look at these matchups, is, is, are there any key uh, matchups uh, from the Packers perspective? We talked about what the Falcons are going to try to do and what the Packers have to do to stop them in general. But I, I'd like to hear if there are any uh, particular players that you're looking at on the defensive side uh, that you feel like could have an opportunity for a big week this week. That means Quay Walker again, um, building off of last week. If he can go, um, getting out of that concussion protocol, I mean, the fact that he was able to practice at all today uh, tells me I think dude's going to play. Um, so, uh, you know, the inside linebackers are going to be huge against this Atlanta team. Atlanta team, we've got very athletic inside linebackers, so I'd really like to see them. I'd love to see Darnell Savage wags. Uh, continue to build off of last week. That's another dude who is probably going to have to be on pits uh, a fair amount in the past game, but he was up near the line of scrimmage a lot more, very, very active, um, very sound tackling last week. So I'm really circling Darnell Savage Jr. as another dude who, um, you know, could be a difference maker for this Packers defense uh, on Sunday, because if he's able to jam uh, pits and kind of stick with him and be on his hip a lot, but also helping some of that run support and get inside that box. Cause I assume the Packers are playing eight um, in the box early against this Atlanta team and saying, Hey, try to beat us over the top. We, we trust our corners, uh, you know, so where could they get beat in the past game? It would be probably pits. I want to see Darnell Savage step up again and, and, and build off of um, last week. So those are two guys right away, Wags, that just, are, are going to be critically important, I think, to stop the run game, but also um, in some of that short passing game. Because you mentioned Ritter's dink and dunk. Ritter's dink and dunk a lot. So you need to have kind of those guys um, uh, in that front seven that are going to be the ones that are getting after it, that are that are um, strong in tackling, strong in coverage, uh, and maybe, you know, have an opportunity to make a play. Yeah, um, I think those are great call-outs. For me, Dane, it's Kenny Clark. Um, it, I talked about how the Falcons had some struggles on the outside, and I really think the Packers on the edge are just going to have a heyday this week. As, as long as they don't over-pursue in the run game and can really contain well and pinch down, uh, I think they're, they're going to win a lot of those battles. And um, I'll tell you what, if Kenny Clark is seeing more single coverage as a result of that, uh, we, we've got TJ Slayton now manning the nose, so Kenny's not seeing as much uh, uh, having to line up as much as knows he's in the three technique an awful lot now. And if he's getting single covered, so help you God to those Falcons players, uh, because he's going to get into the backfield and cause some disruption. Now that's going to reset the line of scrimmage. We talk about getting penetration up the middle, how disruptive that can be. We talk about that often, um, you know, and that's something that uh, Kenny Clark is going to have more opportunities to do this uh, year. And in this particular matchup, I think he has an opportunity to have an absolutely monster game. If he's able to do that this week, that could really neutralize what the Falcons are trying to do. And 
and where they might be able to expose some of the Packers traditional weaknesses in that run uh, defense. Um, and, uh, and so he could be both disruptive in run defense and pass defense. Uh, and that gives those guys that you mentioned at the second level an awful lot of additional time to be able to, to fill the gaps and, uh, and play the support role and clean up. Um, which, which Kenny is, is never given the credit he deserves. But I think he, this was a week. I said Devontae Wyatt last week. I think it's still Devontae Wyatt, TJ Slayton. If they can continue to grow and develop and continue to play really well, that's key. But, uh, this week for me, I think Kenny Clark, uh, has an opportunity to show why he is an all pro, uh, level player, uh, on the defensive line. And, and I think he could have a big, big week this week. Well, Wags, I mean, I'm curious, do, do we want to go into some of our Leap Spirits X Factors now? I mean, so Leap Spirits are a wonderful sponsor, uh, Leap Spirits Vodka. Um, uh, one of the owners, Leroy Butler, Green Bay Packer and NFL Hall of Famer. We're so, so honored to once again, um, you know, I have a partnership with them again this year. So Wags, I'm going to give it to you uh, to, to kick this off, offense or defense. You gave me the honors to kick off the season. So um, every week, folks, if you're new to the pod, um, we, we, do, um, we each select a Leap Spirits X Factor uh, on offense and an X Factor on defense. So, Wags, you choose who you got and, and, and give it to us. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit torn. I, was, I, I would go Emmanuel Wilson, but... He may not play. <laughs> so that's kind of hard to say as an X factor because I, I really don't know if he's even going to be active if Aaron Jones is out there. Um, so I, I'm tempted, but I'm going to go with Luke Musgrave. I highlighted a lot of reasons earlier in the episode why he, I think he might have a breakout ish type, uh, opportunity this week receiving. And he's going to, I think he's going to get a few more targets this week, uh, particularly if we can get some rhythm in that run game. That's going to open up some play action opportunities. Uh, both those linebackers and inside linebackers for the Falcons, uh, like to really pinch down and pursue. They bite hard. They like to shoot gaps, uh, particularly in run support. Um, and that can, that can open up some opportunities for some quick strike play action, uh, to Musgrave. Easy completions right over the middle, uh, before, uh, he gets too far downfield with the safeties, uh, in Bates, uh, that like to play deep and, and bite and, and try to jump those routes. So I think the Packers are going to be picking that up on tape and they're going to try to get as many opportunities as possible. Um, on the edges, it's a little bit harder, uh, to get those chunk yards and, and get the, and get the, the linebackers in the middle to bite down. Uh, but I think Musgrave, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he tops five, six targets this week. Um, and, and it is a, is a little bit more heavily involved. Uh, dare I say he gets into the end zone, uh, for his first NFL touchdown this week as well. So I'm going to go with Luke Musgrave as my offensive X factor. But Dane, who do you got on the offensive side? Don't roll your eyes, Wags, but I'm going untraditional here. Um, I mentioned at the top of the pod, I'm, I'm going to go with an offensive line. I'm going to go with Josh Myers and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to justify this. Um, we've had some snap issues. We've had some fumbled snaps. We saw it in week one. We saw it a ton in training camp. Um, you know, I think that out of the, the, the front five for this Packers offensive line, um, Josh struggled the most, um, last week in week one. He's been up. He's been down, uh, for this team since he was drafted by the Packers early and, and has been relied on to be the starting center. Um, it, you know, he has a ball in his hand every single play. And we, you know, we, we've seen kind of some inconsistencies here. Um, the fact that he's going up against somebody like a Grady Jarrett is, is going to be a monumental effort for him. And, um, whether the Packers run the ball or they can't run the ball, the fastest way to the quarterback is straightforward as well. And if the, if the pocket collapses from right up the middle, that's going to be a huge issue for Jordan Love in his second, you know, like, theoretically really his second start as the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. So it's going to be absolutely huge for Josh Myers to have a, a strong performance, clean up the fumble issues in the exchange and, and, and really, you know, do his assignments and, and be the stronger link this week against a really, really strong competition because that's going to impact the run game. It's going to impact the, uh, the, the pass game. It impacts everything. When Josh Myers is playing good football, this Packer offense can go real far. So um, that's why for this week, uh, I try to go um, more position players, but for this week, my Leaf Spirits X Factor has got to be Josh Myers because I think that 
the Packers go uh, offensively only as far as Josh Myers can really take them this week. All right. Well, Dane, you, you, you might get a slight eye roll from me, but this isn't the first time you picked an offensive lineman as your X factor. So you've worn me down and I, I, I can appreciate the logic. Uh, and then truly, um, it is important that the interior of the offensive line for the Packers is able to have some success. That's where we can get this run game going, um, particularly if they're shooting those gaps. Um, so that could be either a weakness or they could flip it into a strength. If, if you're, uh, you're correct. If Josh Myers plays well or if he doesn't deliver, that would certainly be an X factor component in this game. So can't argue with the logic, Dane. And I just hope that we get a real solid performance from him and, and the offensive line as a whole. Um, so, Dane, let's flip it over then to the defensive side. Uh, I'll let you go first on defense. Who do you have for your defensive X factor this week? I'm going defense. I'm going line on both sides. I'm going with TJ Slayton. Um, he played a lot of snaps last week for the Packers. Um, he, he's really been taking a leap, I think, going into the third year. Atlanta, we said it. They want to run the football. So that means you've got to be strong up front. I could say the entire defensive line, to be honest with you, but it's going to come down to, to somebody kind of in the middle, a big guy that can clog the, the run. And, um, you know, over the years, Wags, in the last 25 years, I can think of, you know, obviously Gilbert Brown, but then like there, there's a couple guys here and there that flashed for a year or two. Um, but we haven't had that consistent run stopping defensive tackle for this Packers defense. And I think TJ Slayton truly has the, the the potential to be that guy. He can play a high amount of snaps. Um, he's got a really high motor and he's really good at plugging the run. Um, we haven't seen him for extended period of time. This uh, last week, he got a lot of snaps, but this is a week for him. This could be a breakout performance for somebody like a TJ Slayton. If he's uh, eating up two blockers consistently for this Packers defense, and they're going to be rotating guys in, but if he can play a high number of snaps and eat up blockers for this Packers uh, defense, um, it's a, a huge for it because that means we're stuffing the run at least up the front. Um, and, and, you know, we're really taking on some guys. So TJ Slayton, huge opportunity for him to make a name for himself in this Packers defense. Um, so he's going to be my leap spirits X factor uh, for defense because um, we stop the run. We win this football game. Yeah, I, I like that. And, and Dane, you might get an eye roll from me now because I'm going to about to pick one of our star players as an X factor, but hear me out. I've got Rashawn Gary. He was on a pitch count, only 12 snaps last week. And so with that amount of snaps, uh, I think he can, uh, deserve to be an X factor consideration. He may get a few more snaps this week. I don't know how well, how much they're going to unleash him. Maybe it's 15, 20, or maybe it's around the same number. I don't know. Uh, all I can say is dude is possessed and he is hungry. And I think he might be a little bit upset and annoyed that he didn't have an opportunity to register a sack last week because he got so close to doing so. Um, just crazy. Uh, the Packers said he had seven quarterback pressures in the 10 uh, pass uh, uh, rushing opportunities that he had, which is insane. So I'm just going to call it here right now. I made a prediction. I said uh, that Musgrave is going to get in the end zone. And I'm also going to predict Rashawn Gary not only gets a stack, but he gets a strip fumble. Uh, we're going to yes. get the, the ball deep in Falcons territory uh, in the second half. It's going to flip the game. Packers are going to go in and score, and that's going to be uh, something that really buoys the, the victory for the Packers. Rashawn Gary in a somewhat limited role as he's coming back from injury and is on his pitch count, has an opportunity to really be an X factor by making some impact plays in the snaps that he's able to get out there this week. I love it, and and we love ourselves some Rashawn Gary. Uh, on this podcast, one of our favorite dudes. So like, I love it, Wags, and he's a beast, right? Like he, this, this, he's the uh, engine, I think, of this defense in so many ways. Um, so that's, that's a great prediction. So now question for you. We got to go points. Who's winning this football game? And, uh, and, and how much? What, what, what's it looking like for you? Yeah. So I'm going to flip it back because I had to go first and my score prediction last week. So I want you to go first this week. I got and, it for you. Uh, we could, yep. Go ahead. 27-24 Packers. Um, I think that um, Packers are winning this football game. They're going to go down. They're going to go 2-0. Um, I think that um, there, there's a lot of fire uh, in this team right now. They're, they're building off of week one. That gave them a ton of confidence. 
Jordan's got a ton of confidence. I think that this defense is going to be hungry. Um, and I think the defense could very, very well get points again this week. They got seven last week with, with Quay. I think that we could very much get another, uh, seven from somebody on this defense. Um, and if they don't do that, uh, Ritter is just going to give the ball up at some point. That's, that's, that's what I think. I think the Packers can be able to play off of some short fields. I like our special teams matchup against Atlanta as well. Um, we're just going to do the job. I think Jordan's going to find a way to win. I love the poise that Jordan showed last week against a passive defense. I want to see that poise transfer and continue against a more aggressive Atlanta um, defense. But um, despite some of the mismatches, I think, of some position groups, the Packers have a much better team overall than Atlanta does. And I think we have a very opportunistic defense. Um, so so I'm going to I'm gonna lean on that defense. They're going to rise to the occasion. Um, they, they, I think they've got a chip on their shoulder. I, I don't know how else to put it. Um, I really like Joe Barry's scheme last week. I think he's going to have another one this week. The defense is going to be more sound tackling the ball. And I do think that we can control the line of scrimmage against this Atlanta offensive line. So for all those reasons, um, I'm just going 27-24. I think that the Packers can, um, you know, do do what they need to do. And, and it's going to be close games. It's going to be a nail-biter. But the Packers will come out on top uh, on their own in Atlanta. Yeah, okay. Um, I I was going to go a little higher, but honestly, I, I just don't think Atlanta's very good. Um, as I said, I think they've got some guys that, that could hurt us, um, in the run game. I, I think this is going to be a lower scoring game and I've got the Packers. This is going to, honestly, going to Atlanta is a tough place to play. Um, it, it just is. And over the year, I don't care who they've got down there. Uh, that's just been a tough environment to try to travel to and, and come out with a win. Uh, but I do think, the Packers have a more talented team overall um, and uh, have some key uh, matchup uh, opportunities, particularly uh, if we can make them them pass the football. So um, I like the Packers for that reason, but I, I'm, I just have it 17-13 Packers. Uh, that late score that I mentioned uh, in the second half flips it, but um, I think uh, Atlanta will keep this close, uh, and uh, they'll certainly get some opportunities and put a few drives together. I just don't see them consistently uh, putting a lot of drives uh, together against this Packer defense. They're going to run the ball, but uh, I think the Packers can be opportunistic in, in getting off the field on some of those third-down situations uh, that they force the Falcons into. And as long as they do that, I, I just don't see the Falcons putting up 20 plus points on this defense. If this Packers defense is as good as we think they should be, Atlanta should not be scoring more than 20 points against them on Sunday. That's all I got to say. If Atlanta scores 20 plus points and it's not because the offense is turning the ball over several times, um, then this, this Packer team and this Packer defense isn't, is still isn't ready for prime time. So, um, they, they've got to do the job and it's, and Packers need to hold on to football. Hopefully not turn it over, give Atlanta easy scoring opportunities. Uh, and I think this, this could be a long day for Atlanta and trying to put up points and, and, and trying to secure a win. Nice work. This is fun. I, I mean, we, we both think that we can win some football, uh, another football game down there in Atlanta. Um, impressive week one going into week two now. Uh, Pack has been at practice all week, uh, getting the work in. Uh, guys got to get healthy, but, um, I think we have something here. I think we have something, Jordan. I think we have something in the, the makeup of this roster. So it's going to be a lot of fun, I think, uh, going down there in week two. Yeah, for sure. So, folks, thanks so much for joining this evening. Or for those of you listening uh, tomorrow on Friday or Saturday as you're getting ready for another Packer game day on Sunday, we so appreciate you. As always, be legendary and go Pack Go! go. Pack, go. Every year I know we gonna go hard We been that team ever since Bart Starr All my cheese heads go pack go Ain't show with no mercy cutting no slack no I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck Only thing I will say